Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, over the last month or so, we've been discussing various topics related to water. And as summer begins to fade and we try to sneak in a few more boat trips to the pond, lake, or river before the leaves start to fall, we need to remember to be on the lookout for aquatic aliens. Did I get your attention when I mentioned the word aliens? I hope so. Courtney, let's start by discussing what I mean when I say aquatic alien. Aquatic invasive species, or sometimes called alien, exotic, non-indigenous, or non-native species, are aquatic organisms that invade ecosystems beyond their natural historic range. Their presence may harm native ecosystems or commercial, agricultural, or recreational activities that are dependent on these ecosystems. They may even harm our health. So I began the show talking about enjoying our local waterways before the leaves fall and the snow flies. And what I'm envisioning when I say this is maybe you're a water skier or wakeboarder, maybe an avid fisherman, or you enjoy kayaking or canoeing. Do these activities have anything to do with spreading invasive species? Well, people certainly help them spread, either intentionally or unintentionally. Intentional introductions involve the deliberate transfer of nuisance species into an environment. An example of this would be putting your home aquarium into a lake. Unintentional transfer occurs when invasives are transferred accidentally. For example, when you use a boat in multiple bodies of water without properly cleaning it, you could transfer invasives. I kind of feel as though a large percentage of invasive species are probably spread unintentionally. I mean, who wants to clean their boat after a long day at the lake, right? Uh, so let's jump into what particular plants and animals are invasive. So some common ones in Pennsylvania include zebra and quagga mussels, hydrilla, Eurasian water milfoil, purple loosestrife, northern snakehead, Asian carp. Oh, I think that includes uh, grass, bighead, black, and silver carp. And also sea lamprey and New Zealand mud snails. Some of these species have little to no impact, while some of them can be devastating. Okay, so let's zero in on a couple invasives to highlight their negative impacts. You mentioned, uh, I think you said zebra mussels? Yeah, so zebra mussels were introduced to North America, most likely from the ballast water of ships that traveled to the Great Lakes from the region surrounding the Caspian Sea. Since their discovery in Lake St. Clair, a small lake between Lake Huron and Erie in the mid-1980s, they spread quickly to all of the Great Lakes and many other waterways, including the upper Susquehanna River watershed around 2001. Populations grew extremely quick, and because they are filter feeders, they had a quick impact on the waterways they invaded. An individual zebra mussel can filter up to a gallon of water per day while feeding on algae. While filtering the water may sound like a good thing, zebra mussels are too good at what they do. When zebra mussels invade a waterway, they cover every hard surface available and consume everything in sight. As mussels filter the water, they also use up large amounts of dissolved oxygen. This can lead to the death of other aquatic organisms. They also have a severe economic impact. Zebra mussels attach to water intake pipes and plug them up. 
Quagga mussels, which came to this country in a similar fashion, also carry out a similar aquatic life and are highly invasive. So we covered mollusks. Let's jump into invasive plants. Um, one of the ones that's actually popular right now, uh, you'll see it along roadways in those wet ditches, purple loosestrife. It's an upright perennial herb native to Europe and Asia that can grow up to uh, 3 to 10 feet high, depending on environmental conditions. While gardeners might enjoy the purple display, its attractiveness does not outweigh the serious threat it poses to Pennsylvania. Purple loosestrife quickly establishes and spreads via production of an estimated 2 to 3 million seeds per year. That's amazing. This allows it to outcompete and replace native grasses and other flowering plants that provide high-quality food and habitat sources for wildlife. It forms dense stands that restrict native wetland plants and alter the structural and ecological values of wetlands. Another aquatic invasive plant is hydrilla. It's a submerged aquatic perennial plant. It grows and spreads at a very fast rate, covering the surface of water bodies and restricting boating, fishing, swimming, and other recreational uses. The primary means of spread is vegetatively. Living stem sections can break off and root elsewhere. Late in the season, herbicide-resistant tubers form at the end of the plant, allowing for rapid recolonization of the site. Monitoring and prevention are the most important steps to keeping hydrilla under control. Check all equipment and boats for plant fragments before leaving the area. Limiting disturbance to lake bottoms and the native vegetation growing there will help minimize the chance of hydrilla colonizing in those areas. How about invasive turtles? There is such a thing. Uh, they're called red-eared sliders. This average-sized, common-looking turtle can be easily confused with many other turtle species, especially those in the Trachemys genus. The most notable lookalike is the yellow-bellied slider, which has a yellow patch behind the eye instead of red. The red-bellied turtle, which is Pennsylvania's threatened species, has almost identical foraging, nesting, and food requirements as the red-eared slider, but it can be distinguished by a distinctive orange to reddish color on the underside of the shell. The red-eared slider has infiltrated the ecosystems of nearly every continent, is an aggressive omnivore feeding on fish, plants, insects, amphibians, and other aquatic organisms and their eggs. They directly compete with many native aquatic and terrestrial turtles for food, basking areas, and nesting sites. Their availability to survive and reproduce in polluted waters makes them prone to contracting and spreading disease. The bottom line here is, if you have a red-eared slider as an unwatered pet, don't get rid of it by putting it in your neighbor's pond. Find a friend who might like a new pet. So going back to the plants and mollusks, how do we reduce the spread of these invasive organisms? Well, prevention is the most effective means of stopping the spread of aquatic invasive species. After boating, remove all aquatic plants, animals, and mud. Thoroughly wash everything with hot water. Drain all water from your boat, trailer, tackle, and gear before leaving the area, including your wells, bilge, and engine cooling water. 
allow sufficient time for your boat to dry before launching it in other waters. Well, now that you've found out more about aquatic invasives, um, hopefully you'll just remember when you're going out on the lake or the pond or enjoying the river. Uh, but if you want to learn more about invasives and how to prevent the spread of invasive species, go to our website and find the Conservation Corner, where we'll have a couple of really great links posted as reference. If you have questions related to today's show, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. Remember, you can even suggest ideas for future shows. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbard saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>